Thank you. Amen. Appreciate that. Amen. Uh, again, I'd, uh, I want to thank Pastor Roman. Amen. My pastor for uh, just giving me the privilege to preach. Uh, amen. You got to forgive me. I'm kind of a little bit overwhelmed. Um, I never thought this day would come. 16 years later, when we see it, whew, wow. Thanks, Pastor, for being faithful. Thank you. You got your Bible, sir. Turn to uh, uh, Matthew 16. I'm sorry, uh, Mark 8:34. Mark 8:34. Story goes, there was this a farmer who was uh, uh, picking up his corn. It was like a corn husker. He's uh, working all day, working all night, and he's trying to get the harvest out, and he's, this big old corn husker's behind him. And he's, the sun is going down. He's tired. He says, one more row. I just, one more row, and I'll, I'll be done. So he turns the corner, and he notices that when he turns the corner, that the, the corn husker is kind of stuck, and his, the corn is not being picked up. He's like, man. I'm almost done here, man. So he jumps off, you know. Cowboy, get it? Just kidding. <laughs> he goes out there, looks at the corn husker. It's stuck. There's a couple of corns that were stuck in the, in the, the machine. He's like, oh, man, right, right when I'm about to finish. He sticks his hand into the corn husker, tries to unlodge the corn husker, and it turns back on. It takes his arm. He's like, oh, my gosh, he's stuck. He grabs his shirt. He's trying to, the machine's going, he's, he, just, he can't get it out. If he lets go, he'll get in, he'll dive into and die. He's struggling. He can't. He's pray, God, please help. Nothing. In the morning, they found him still alive. And the reason why they found him still alive is because here's a man that was a Christian there was a man that always went to prayer at, at, at 7 in the morning. Every morning he was at prayer. So when his pastor and other faithful people of the church say, hey, where's Farmer John? He's always in prayer. This is his seat. What? Something's wrong. If he missed prayer, rapture hasn't hit. <laughs> Something's wrong, man. Let's go check it. Sure enough, they went. Look, he was still passed out, hanging from the corn husker. The reason why this man's life was saved was because this man was a committed man to a life of prayer. I wonder, church, today, during this pandemic, as we navigate through these uncertain times, lawlessness abounds. I mean, everywhere you see, they're in Dallas, and I got drive like that. I'm the one shooting. Just kidding. <laughs> Where lawlessness abounds, everything's spinning out of control. What we need today, what the church needs today, is people of commitment. Jesus, here in, the, in our scripture, he's on his way to Jerusalem. He's on his way to the cross. He's going to experience a, a betrayal from his own disciple in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's going to be falsely accused in the, the, right before Pilate and before his peers, he, it's going to suffer at the whipping post and then be crucified. This is all right before him. And as he starts to go towards that way, he's ministering, still healing, talking to people, caring, loving. And he makes a statement. This is where I want to look at this morning, church. This is Mark 8:34. It says, when he had called the people to himself, when his disciples also, and his disciples also, he said to them, 
Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's sake will save it. Jesus stops and says, let me make a call to commitment. If you want to follow me, then you've got to go all the way with this. Not just in one day, out the next, in one day, out the next. If you're in this, you've got to be in it to win it. Amen. Let's, bar, let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning, God. Father, I pray you anoint their service, Heavenly Father. Let me decrease, God, so you can increase, God. I have no confidence in the flesh. Father, I have confidence in your spirit. You may move, convict, encourage, strengthen us, God, to walk away from this place, encourage, and commit it to the very end. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The call to commitment. Here, Jesus, right here, he's speaking to a crowd of disciples, of, uh, to a, the crowd and to his disciples. Um, he says, listen, if you, if you want to, this is if you want, if you have a desire to be a follower, a Christian, a man of God, a disciple, then you have to do one thing. There's a couple things you've got to do. One is you have to deny yourself. The second thing is to pick up your cross and to follow. I, and and i got to stop right there because I'm looking at and reading this. I'm saying, well, why would he say that? I'm, I, I believe if you look at it, everything was going great. If you read a chapter before, he just fed the 5,000 of them. Miracles were happening. People were excited. Everything was going great. Uh, people were, yeah, let's follow Jesus, man. This is great. It's going awesome. Uh, disciples were saying, yeah, I'm, I'm with the door church. Come on, somebody. We have a big building now. It's, it's going. Everybody's it, riled up. And yeah, everybody's having church. And right there, Jesus stops there and says, okay, all right, listen, I know the crowds are gathering. I know it's, we're getting momentum, but let me make a statement right here. If you desire to be a Christian, it's not going to be a walk in the park. If you're going to go pioneer, it's not going to be a walk in the park. And I'm just going to put your sign up and boom, 10,000 people show up and, Pastor, I got 10,000 people in my church. I don't think so. <laughs> If you're going to be a Christian, if you're going to be a man of God, if you're a woman of God, a couple that wants to do the will of God, listen, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Jesus made it very clear. This is called for commitment, total commitment. Jesus knows the human heart. It's very easy for, to, to profess you're a Christian, to speak Christianese. Praise the Lord, brother. Amen. See, sí, gloria a Dios. How's it going? It's going great. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah, okay, you can say all those things right now, but when things happen, Jesus knows it. That listen, uh, I know you, when things happen, things change. When life happens, we used to be saying the same thing. I was uh, in my church, and some convert comes in, and he sits down, and we have service. And after service, he goes, Pastor, can I talk to you? I said, Yeah, sure, sure. Hey, what's going on? You know, um, I see that you have instruments there on your, on your stage. And I said, Yeah, I want to inspire some disciples to rise up. and Play some instruments. Well, I can play. And I said, hey, here you go. <laughs> I said, all right, yeah, yeah, praise the Lord, man. Yeah, you know, the whole spiel, six months, they stay faithful, tithers. Oh, uh, uh, well, 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 see, I can play, you know. And listen, I mean, I can be here for the six months, and I can be faithful and stuff like that. But listen, but don't expect me every service. Uh, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, I, I got other commitments. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't expect me every service. And, you know, this thing with the tie thing, I just don't get it. I, you know, Jesus didn't wear a tie. Okay, uh, you know, uh, 
okay, what else? And, and then tithing, this thing about tithing is, I say, oh, praise the Lord, brother. I say, let me take that. Now walking them out to the front doors. Oh, yeah, praise the Lord. You know, brother, seems to me you're not a committed Christian. You're a convenient Christian. Open the door. See right here, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven churches right there. Yeah, pick one. <laughs> one. <laughs> Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. That's the thing. Be committed all the way, not just a little bit. What church? Come on. Just be honest. When we're on the world, man, it was party all the way. You know what I mean? We're going to party, we're going to party all. But with Jesus, we can't do that, can't we? I know, it's just the coronavirus. La corona, la corona. Corona que nada, come on to church. Ah, did, you, did you disinfect? Did you disinfect? <laughs> come on, get me started, man. <laughs> it's all been thought, man. <laughs> There's a difference between interested versus committed. Someone said this, when you're interested in doing something, you do it only when circumstances permit. When you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. No excuses, only results. Only, no, no excuse, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it all the way. If you're going to preach, preach all the way. If you're going to do something for God, do it all the way. Not just part-time. See, this is the meaning of commitment. Commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause, to an activity. An engagement or an obligation that restricts freedom of action. Jesus makes it clear your commitment must include self-denial. I'm not talking about denying yourself pecan pie. No, no, I'm committed. <laughs> I say, I'm committed to eating the whole thing. Give it to me. <laughs> he says there's going to be self-denial. You know what that word denial means? It means to disavow any connection with something. I'm, I'm all the way. That means no more world. No more pachangas. No more. No more party. No more. I disavow myself. I deny myself. I don't belong to myself. I belong to God now. He, he rules. What If I want to go here, God says, ah, okay, sorry. <laughs> go here, okay. I disavow myself. I have no rights to my own self. I give myself freely to the will of God. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the others. You cannot serve God in money. You, you, you just have one. You can't do both. God needs to be number one, and it got to be all the way, not just sometimes, not just when you feel like it. God says you've got to deny yourself, disavow from the other things, uh, and go all the way with God. Real commitment doesn't have an on and off switch. Amen. You turn off, oh, I'm a Christian, praise the Lord. Can't be like that. Real commitment is not a Sunday thing. It's a 24-hour, 7-a-day, 365 days a year, no vacations off, no days off type of thing. Amen. Christian, all the way. All the way, no matter what. Your commitment must include also to take up your cross. And I thought about that, and I said, we think, oh, the cross. This, I'm so good looking. That's my cross. <laughs> I guess from, from my son Elijah, dad, I just have to pick up my cross. I'm so good looking. <laughs> the 
Get it from your side of the family, babe. <laughs> So no, the cross is a symbol of brokenness, sacrifice, and you must embrace it. Think about that. It's, it, the cross was a, was, a, was a symbol of crucifixion, sacrifice, and you have to embrace that. Are you willing to do that, to embrace that all the way? The cross of commitment will break certain things in your life. The cross of commitment sometimes is very costly. There's times where I had a, right before we got sent out, some of you may know this, we got sent out about 15, 16 years ago. The first church we're about to take off, the week before we went to get launched out, my wife loses twins. Why? I'm in the will of God. I'm no longer in the world. I disavow my, I'm, what's the deal? All the way. All the way. Looked at my wife and I said, honey, what, what, what do you think? She goes, honey, we had nothing when we started. It doesn't matter to me. There's just things. I'll see my babies in heaven. Let's do this. And we're still doing it. Amen. Let me ask you a question. How was your commitment to Christ? Have you compromised in certain areas during this quarantine, this pandemic? Have you come loose in your convictions? Deuteronomy 10, 12, it says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, all of it, all the time, all the way, no matter what may come. See, we're living in a world today that lacks commitment. All you have to do is just look at the family today. The family unit is being broken apart. There's many, many broken homes of children growing up in single family homes, all because the husband and wife didn't want to commit to each other and stay together and fight together. My son Elijah texted me when he was in high school a couple years ago. Sent me a text. It was a random day. I was at work, and I looked at the text. It says, Dad, uh, real quickly, I just want to thank you. I'm like, okay, he wants money. It's the guy. <laughs> How much, son, for the PlayStation? <laughs> He's like, son, dad, I just really want to thank you. Because I was having a conversation with me and most of my friends in lunch. And he goes, you come to find out I'm the only one. I'm the only one that still has a father at home. My, my father and mother are just, I'm not in a blended family. I'm the only one. Out of a group of seven, eight kids. So I want to thank you for staying faithful to mom. Staying faithful to the ministry. Thank you, dad. Wow. All the way. See, you, you, you can look at, there's a lot of people that are just, they're not committed. They don't want to be committed. Most men today, and forgive me, listen, I deal with a lot of men. A lot of men, because of my job that I have, I deal with a lot of uh, people, I talk to interaction. Uh, there's a lot. They don't want to be. They don't want to be committed to anything. They, most most men just want to stay at home. They're 25, 30 years old, be on be on X Games or whatnot, playing online all day long, doing nothing. We tell them, get a job. I do have a job. Well, I got unemployment. <laughs> it was common years ago to retire from your job. My dad, some of you may know him, Mr. Murillo, 
25 years at HEB, 25 years. I'll never forget one day, we were, I was just a, a, a kid. I remember living in Michigan, and there was a blizzard outside. My dad is getting ready to go to work. And I said, Dad, where are you going? I'm going to work, son. I said, there's a blizzard outside. I'm going to work. He goes, I see him get in his truck. The truck in the blizzard, the truck falls into the ditch. I'm like, oh, he's going to come back inside. He gets off, gets a shovel, gets snow, puts it in the back of his bed of his truck. In the blizzard. Gets back in his truck, takes off to work. I'm like, where's that going? Mom's like, I don't know, mijo. Make tortillas, I don't know. Tu papa está loco. Hour and a half later, dad comes back upset. Snow everywhere. What happened, dad? It's closed. What? The store's closed. Can you believe that? I go, dad, it's a blizzard. But my dad told me one thing. Son, if you love your family, son, work. Work. If you love them, support them. 25 years. My grandfather, my grandfather, Conrado Mireles, 33 years at Holly Sugar. What happened to, to, to that commitment? Nowadays, uh, people are not, no longer faithful to their jobs. They lose jobs back and forth. Part of what I do in my job, my job is to get people jobs. The other day I put someone to work, and an hour and a half into the shift, I said, Mr. Murillo, uh, one of your workers just walked out. What? You can't find them. What do you mean can't find them? Yeah, they just took off. I still had it here. Hi, I have to stand all day. No, I'm there. I'm out of here. Hey, hey, did you walk out? Yeah, I just, I'm my back, and it's just hot. My stuff is too hot. But I told you it's going to be hot. It's going to be a warehouse. It's going to be, you know, yeah, but you got something better than that? I do, but I can't say it. Amen. <laughs> Unfaithful. I mean, they're just not committed. Could it be the reason why many young people are not married? It's because they don't know how to stay in a committed relationship. Don't know how to stay committed. Don't know what that means to stay committed. Been married, how long, baby? 28 years now? Together, 32. She was 15, I was 17. Because, what's up, baby? What's going on? She couldn't resist me, man. This eyes. Matter of fact, it was her. She goes, Tos a casar y es todo, okay? Da bueno, honey. But listen, throughout those years, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, throughout those years, it's, it's taking commitment. Ups and downs and losses and victories and whatnot and staying together. It's, it's committed. And she, she tells me, baby, Till the end, I said, you got it, baby, to, uh, until death do us part. And she goes, yeah, and if you ever mess up, I'll kill you, resurrect you, and kill you again. <laughs> Ay, Dios. <laughs> Por qué? <laughs> but we're committed all the way. But let me ask you, Christian, are you committed to your church? Are you committed to your calling? Disciple, you're committed to say, no, that's it, no more messing around. It's all the way. I'm going to preach. I'm going to get my stuff in line. I'm going to pay off my debt. I'm going to get things corrected. I'm going to focus. It's all the way. Because let me tell you something, church. Your commitment will be challenged. I believe there's three areas. There's more, but I think just three where your commitment will be challenged. I believe you're Commitment will be challenged in times of crisis. 
See, it's easy to serve God and be committed when everything's going good. You're enjoying the blessings of God. All is well. You're getting promotions. You're being, uh, there's prosperity. Uh, I mean, uh, mama's in the kitchen making tortillas. I mean, it's going great. Everything is going good for you. and It's good to, to serve God in that time. And thank God for that. But when the storms of life hit, when the demonic pandemic blows through your life, when an invisible enemy attacks you, this is where your commitment will be challenged. Will you stand there and fight the good fight? Will you say, you know what, this is not for me, and go back? We know the story of Job, blessed beyond measure. And right there, this is interesting that Satan himself goes before God and says, hey, can I touch this guy? This guy, he's, he only serves you because you bless him. You protect him. Take that away, he'll curse you to your face. Let me touch his life. Let me challenge his commitment and see what he does to you. God says, go ahead. And we know it. He lost it all. Finances, family, everything. And, and one day he lost it all. Broken. I mean, just, just think about this. Broken. He's there with boils from head to toe. He's scratching himself. He's thinking his mind is spinning. Some of you pastors know what I'm talking about. Your mind is spinning. The devil's whispering things in your ears. Why did you leave your church? And you see, you don't even got a job right now. You're not even called. And, and there his Job is right there saying, man, what's he's, he's on his knees. And no doubt all these thoughts are going through his mind. He's scratching himself. His wife, his partner, comes up to him. And she's crying and weeping. There's at the graveside of all their children. No more finances. No more money. No more business. No more Everything is gone. And she's weeping, she's broken, uh, she's full of sorrow and grief. And she goes, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die, man. Just forget it, we're done, I'm out of here. Right there, most men would say, you're right. What's the use of serving God? If I lost it all. You're right, but he didn't. Job says, listen, honey, I, I, I know this is very hard for you. But we can't. We can't deviate. We got to stay committed all the way. It may look bad. I know you're hurting. I know we lost. It's a terrible thing to lose a, to, to lose a child. It's a terrible thing. But listen, we got to accept good and bad. God gives, God takes away. And everything, Job didn't sin with his lips. I wonder, church, by the Spirit of God, how some couples right now are in your own time of intimacy talking to your spouse and you say well forget this man you sin with your lips i don't want to know i don't care I'm, I'm leaving man i don't take this man and you sin with your lips teacher let me tell you something your marriage sometimes will suffer will be attacked your ministry the finances right there the devil whispers i've been there church at your church, you're trying to preach, you pass out flyers, uh, you've done everything right, you study, you pray, you read, uh, you get up to, to, to the Pope on a Sunday morning, you set the chairs and everything, and then no one shows up, and you're like, and the devil's like, man, you're a fool. You, where's your God now? You left all McAllen to come here? You can't, no, one, no one cares. How many flyers? How many doors were slamming in your face? How many people laughed at you? Cursed you out? Dogs bit you? <laughs> oh, yeah, meritos. <laughs> it's a demonic strategy to go against your commitment. 
When life happens, when we suffer loss, when we experience disappointment after disappointment, loss after loss, your commitment is being challenged. And right there, you got to cling to God. you got to cling to your cross and say, no matter what happens, i got to stay committed. i I got to stay committed. No matter what happens, i got to stay committed. No matter what happens, no matter what I see, no matter what I feel, no matter what the devil lies to me about, i, I got to stay committed. Why? Because I'm going all the way with this. I ain't, staying, I ain't staying here. I'm going all the way with this. Your, cha- your, your, your commitment will be challenged in times of crisis. The second, I think the second area where your commitment will be challenged is in the area of convenience. Let's be honest, church. People will only serve God when it's convenience. You want to serve God and on our terms. Uh, when's your Sunday service? Uh, at 11. Can you make it at about 2? Because I get up like around 12. You know what I'm saying? About 2 o'clock. No, 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 no. It's 11. No, I know we used to have, here in McCann, we used to have serious men at 9. At, 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 at 9 o'clock in the morning. At 9, yeah, if you didn't make it on time, your door is like, oh, my gosh, that's so severe. No, sin and hell is severe. We just have to be committed. Are you serious about it? Well, I'm seriously thinking about it. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Get out of here. Listen, church, you're con- just be, again, you're, you're in the area of convenience. We want the easy way. We don't want the hard way. But the truth is that most people are lazy and don't want to be held accountable. We don't want to be committed. I was recruiting for a certain position at my work, and I called a person. I said, hey, listen, uh, it's a warehouse job. Pays 15 bucks an hour, long-term, temp to perm. You know, once you get the th- three months probation, you get hired perm. It's an excellent job. 15 bucks an hour. After that, you get benefits. You get a raise, this and that. You know, he's like, where at? I said, this city. So like, and I mapped it out like about 15 minutes away from your house. And I heard him. Like, ah. I said, Listen, it's there. Do you, well, how much again? 15 dollars. Right. I said, it's 15 an hour. Okay. Temp the perm lock. The whole thing. What do you think? He says, nah, I make more than unemployment, bro. Call him, call him back later. Click, hung up on me. But that's a picture of most men today. Nah, church, what time? I just watch it online. No, nah, no, nah, 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 I just, I don't like, let me give you a warning here, church. Convenience will corrode your Christian commitments. If we're not careful, conveniences are creating weak men. Making disheartened disciples. Churches are now empty. Let me tell you something, church. There's no shortcut to the cross. There's no convenient way to the cross. I'm reading a book called The The Fighters. Very good book. I'm going to pick up some good illustrations. Called The Fighters. It says that there was a scribble on the wall in an abandoned building in Iraq. The wall... It said, America is not at war. America is at the mall shopping. The Marines are at war. I'm like, oh, let me change that a little bit. The church of today is not at war. The church of today is scared and quarantined and uncommitted. But the people at the Door Christian Fellowship Church, we're at war. We're at war. We're committed to go all the way with this. 
See, with all this technology and apps and smartphones and table tablets and whatnot to stream and listen, uh, all these conveniences can be so good. But listen, it can create an atmosphere where we're no longer committed as we once were. The prayer rooms now are empty. Uh, uh, outreaches and, and street preaching meetings and now are, are almost non-existent. Um, now there's a convenient way to do things. We can stream online. Uh, we don't have to go to church anymore. Be careful, church. It breathes something within people. The question is, has convenient corroded your commitment? Disciple, let me ask you a question. Have you decided just to stay back and say, no, I'm not gonna re- I, I wanted to go out, Pastor, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stay here. It's more convenient. I'll just send people out. If you're called, you need to be committed. Oh, it's more convenient to stay here, stay back. No, 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 no. You need to step up and go. And they'll never forget one young pastor or shared a story with me. He said they're, they're outreaching one day. He just landed in the city. He's excited. He's passing out flyers, talking to people, witnessing. He was on fire for God. He just saw this uh, older gentleman walking to the front lawn, picking up his paper. Hey, sir, let me invite you on. This is my name. And from the door or whatever. Started talking to him. I was like, okay, yeah. And the old, older man just kind of stepped back, looked at him, and up and down. And he's, this, he's just hammering, hey, Jesus Christ, and witnessing, boom, boom, boom. He looked around and says, you know, young man, I was just like you. Years ago, I, I had a calling, man, to go to the nations. Man. And you could tell he was starting to reminisce about the old days. He's like, we were in college. I had a heart, my heart burned to go to the nations. I told my wife, hey, honey, let's do it. Let's go all the way. She was like, I, I, I know you're excited, honey, but listen, it, they just finished college. You know, after college, once we get our, our degrees, we can go, we can get launched out wherever you want to go. She kind of made me think twice, and I said, well, okay, maybe you're right. You're right, you're right. After college, we'll take, we've got two more years. We'll get it to prepared. Two more years passed. They graduated. Another month, two months passed by. Kids started to come along. A pastorate, a prominent position at a different church came around. Pulled them to that church. Career, money, prominence. By the time you know it. And he's talking to you, saying, fast forward now. I said, honey, I still got a call to go. She goes, well, you know what, let, 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 let the kids leave, leave the college. They're still in high school. They just want just a few more years, two more years, tops. Then we go. The kids are gone out of the house. We can, we can take off. Okay, I, I can still feel a little something. Yeah, let's do it. Two more years passed. The grandkids came now and whatnot. And now he's retired now as a pastor. A nice home, manicured lawn. Now he's starting to weep and saying, what could have happened? I should have stayed committed to my calling. What could have happened? He drops the flyer and just walks away. I wonder how many disciples in this place will say those words one day. What could have happened if I would have stayed committed? We've got to stay committed. All the way, church. See, another area also, I'm going to move quickly here. Another area where your, conv- your, your commitment will be challenged in the, is the area of convictions. 
one area, again, uh, your conviction will be challenged, church. It was just like Samson. Uh, he grew up in a godly home. Uh, he grew up with godly parents and showed him what to do, uh, showed him the, the, the ways of God. But one day, uh, Samson, he started to compromise. And again, his flesh cried out to be satisfied. And he reached out and touched the, the, the things that were ungodly. Uh, he started to mess around with sin. Uh, and little by little, he thought, well, nothing happened to me right now. He kept going further and further into sin. Every time, church, he was to be committed, devoted to the services of God. But every time his convictions were challenged, he failed, gave in to gross sins. We know how we ended up, church. Sad story. In the arms of a filthy prostitute. In the arms swaying him back and forth. Sansan, dime. What's your secret? Missing some teeth and stuff, you know. Sansan. Again, she's ungodly, sinful, adulterous woman. He doesn't see it. Ay, Delilah, stop it. What's your secret? <laughs> three times, three times. He, he's no longer committed. That's why he couldn't see it. No longer committed to the voice of God, only to his own flesh. Think about it. They took him. They, they cut his hair. It's a picture of the God's they, 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 his testimony on the outside. It's all disfigured. They cut his hair. Took out his eyes. No more vision for God. He has to rely on other people to lead him where he needs to go. A lot of people that disciples and couples that end up this way because they don't, they give into their flesh. They give into certain things. Commitment, church, takes sacrifice. I remember one time talking to a certain, a certain single mother in our church years ago, and I said, listen, uh, stay committed, stay, stay serving God. Yeah, Pastor, but I love him. Uh, he's, uh, you know, I, I want to make a life with him. I said, let him come. Let him serve God. Let him do the things of God. Once he's committed to God, he'll be committed to you. Did they listen? No. Because I love him. You don't know, Pastor. You know, what that can do is offer advice months 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 later i get a phone call from someone that knew that person pastor pastor just to let you know i know you can go and pray for so and so and i said oh what's what's going on she's at the hospital i said okay hopefully it's nothing bad pastor she she may not make it what do you mean she was severely beaten by her living boyfriend the the damage is so severe she may stay blind. I'm like, oh gosh. But I love him, Pastor. Let him be committed to God first. I can, I, I can, I can tell you story after story after illustration. But how many will forfeit their calling, miss out on the blessings of God, simply because you're not willing to stay committed to the things of God? Last I look at the crown of commitment. I've got to move quickly here. Commitment is a choice you have to make. You cannot, we cannot lay hands on you, make you committed. You need to do it. It says in verse 35, whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake in the gospels will save it. In other words, you need to choose to lose. God, I cling to you, God, knowing I'm going to lose everything else, but I will have a life. That's what that means, church. I was, if you like coffee, some of you know, know that I love coffee. There's a good coffee you had to drink. It's called uh, from uh, Black Rifle Coffee. They support our veterans, so look it up. Uh, the, the CEO, uh, Ivan Hefer, 
he served in the, in the Army Infantry Special Forces during Iraq Freedom. He said this. He says, I'm fully committed to the act of war and fully committed not returning from that conflict. I don't believe in luck. I believe in hard work. The, the, the Department of Defense said, you're going in with 50% casualties. As soon as you land, if you have a team of six, uh, I see a team of 12, six will die automatically. He goes, and I'm prepared for that. God give us men that way. They said, we're, we're going into, into Colombia. Let's go. We're going into to Chetumal. Let's go. God, we're going into this country. Let's go. We're going into Bolivia. Let's go. What other countries can we go into? You may not come back. That might not come back. Take me out on my shield. God give us men with the same hearts. Church, we need to repent. If, our, if we lack commitment, we need to repent and say, God, forgive me, God. Give me a second chance. I recommit my life. I make my commitment sound. God, let me be a man of God, woman of God. They'll be committed all the way. I was talking to my son Elijah. He's in the Marines. He's training and whatnot. He's been deployed right now at the moment. He shared a good story with me during his training class. He uh, talked to uh, Sergeant Bolton. Sergeant Bolton, in 1967, he was stationed on a certain hill called Hill 25. And on this hill, other hills were next to it, but this is the smaller one. When they had 25 men. So I, I, what happened is that what they wanted to do, the VidCon came in, wanted to destroy it, and they knew that Marines are committed to their comrades, and if they get in trouble, others will come. It was, it was a trap to destroy Hill 25, bring others, and kill everybody. Sergeant Bolton said that it was at 2 o'clock in the morning. It was an attack. Hundreds of commando Viet Cong came in after him. It was only 25 men. It was over 100. That was like 4 to 1. It was so severe, the firefight, bullets everywhere. It was so severe. They're saying it came to a hand-to-hand combat. They had run out of bullets. They were fighting. The other guys beside them, they understood. Hey, they're fighting. Let's go. They say, no, stand down. Stand down. If they lose, they lose. It was a hard fight. Sergeant Bolton right there has made the hardest call in his life. He says, Ariel, bomb us. We're going to lose anyways. Fire for effect. They said, we're going to kill you and everyone else. He says, fire for effect. That means where I'm at right now, send the bomb now. And because he did that, the bombs came in, destroyed the whole entire hill. But because he did that, in the morning they woke up, there was literally thousands of Viet Cong dead. It was a trap. Killed everybody. Out of those 25 men, nine walked out wounded. And the other nine walked out without a scratch. They said because what Bolton did, he was committed to his men, to his calling, and because that saved thousands and thousands of Econ. They said, what do you think about Mr. Mr. Bolton? I said, Mr. Bolton, I'll fight for him anywhere, anytime. You know why? Because we know that even if we go to hell to fight with him, he'll bring us back. That's commitment. How about you, church? I'll fight. I'll stand next to my pastor. I'll go all the way for my church, for my calling, for my wife, my children, my brethren, for everyone. I'm committed all the way. Amen. That's all I got.